0: But tonight, I, I'm going to talk about... Um, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> 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 the new you and the joy unspeakable of the Holy Spirit. So this is the who you are now in Christ. Um, things that you never knew or you already knew, I'll uh, just expand on so that you, you build yourself up in knowing the reality, that who you are. That's what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to have a background to this. We'll go back to the very beginning. That is in Genesis. Uh, um, if we look at uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, from verse 26 uh, to 31. For time's sake, I think I'll just read. 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Oh, it is there. Okay. Um, Let them have dominion over fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, and to you it shall be for food. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life. I have given you every green herb for food. And it was so. Then God saw everything that he made and did. It was very good. And evening and morning were the sixth day. So what we find is, right at the very beginning, we find that God created everything before He created man. Why? There's a, a reason for, for that, why He did it in that way. He created, even though the focus of all the creation was man, uh, God created man last. And uh, the reason is because God had to... Perfect everything on the earth before you could place men on the earth. Uh, if you think about it, if God uh, created him maybe on the third day or the fourth day, uh, men would have to be, you know, jumping on top of water. You know, because there was no land at the time. He would be jumping on top of water. Or, or when God said, oh, let there be trees. And there would be trees popping and he would be dodging trees everywhere. Popping everywhere around him, trying to, to you know... Um, or mountains climbing one million years, and uh, so he created everything so that everything was ready for man. Why? Because man was the crown jewel of all the creation. <laughs> <I'll break> one. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that um, when God. Finished all this creation on the seventh day. He rested. And that's uh, been called a Sabbath day. And um, some people these days take the Sabbath as a particular day, like a Sunday or or things like that. But um, the whole purpose of the Sabbath was, it was a picture of things to come. It was a picture of when Jesus would come on the earth. And um, it says in Hebrew 4, uh, verse 9 and 10 That there remains therefore a rest for the people of God For he who has entered his rest Has himself also ceased from his works as God did uh, And in Hebrew uh, 4, verse 11 It says, let, let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest Lest anyone fail According to the same example of uh, disobedience For the children of Israel Who followed uh, after Where some of them uh, were, destroyed, were destroyed Because they, they failed to enter into that rest um, so, since creation, God, so since creation God is now rested Since that time Up to now God is now rested uh, These days God is not creating Any new trees He's not creating any new animals. Yes, and you know, one day say, Oh, today, let there be a thousand cows, because a lot of people are eating a lot of beef and chicken. Let there be a lot of thousand chicken or something like that. He's already created everything and in and, and, and he rested. Um, he already anticipated whatever need that the human race. I mean, we are about seven point two billion people now. That he anticipated even i don't know how far we are going to go um but he anticipated every need that the human race will ever need and he created it at the beginning and he rested he rested so um like now even w- w- you hear about um like the oxygen that is there uh, even though the numbers of people are multiplying it's not like we are running out of oxygen. We are running out of... It's, it's all being created. God anticipated every possible need that humankind will ever need. And He provided it at the very beginning. And He entered into that rest. And I'm going somewhere with, with this. <laughs> so it comes to um, a point where... You don't need really to beg God. You don't need to beg God. What you need to do is labor to rest in what he has already created. So you need to be to labor to rest in what he has created. And it's, it is quite difficult to labor to rest. You know, when, when we had Adam and Eve, um, they didn't... Say, oh, God, I'm hungry. Uh, I need something. There was fruit trees everywhere. You just go and eat. There was food prepared for them everywhere. They just went and eat. They didn't have to say, oh, God, oh, I need more oxygen. It was all done. It was was all done and completed and God rested. Um, So it is what God has done is what is grace. So And... um, it comes later, like I said, the, the the Sabbath was a picture when he rested was a picture of Christ coming, and grace is came through Jesus Christ says in John one, um, it is so grace is what God did for you, so it is independent of you. It is not dependent on your goodness, it's not dependent on your works, it's not dependent on on your holiness, it's not dependent whether you are tithing or you are not tithing, it's not dependent on um, how long you are praying, it's independent of you. In fact, God thought of all this before you even existed. Before you existed. So that is grace. It is what God has already done for, for you. So you don't have to, to perform or to do some works uh, in order to receive that grace is what god has already done independent of you um but in order to receive what god has done we have to work through faith and uh that same faith is also still a gift of god god gave us that uh, initial gift of faith that before you became saved it was impossible because you were alienated you were dead to sin you were addicted to sin you were a slave of sin uh, and uh, for you to be able to, 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 to come in, to come to Christ, it was impossible here to give you a faith. So there's a gift of faith that he gave to everyone who comes through salvation. So that salvation or that faith um, is a gift of God. And faith, what faith does is it appropriates or it receives what God has already done by grace. So if he has not done it by grace, you can't receive it. What he has done by grace, we can receive by faith. So it's all for you. It's already there, whatever it is, whatever God has done in the earth, you can receive it by faith. It says in Hebrew 4.2, For indeed the gospel, which is good news, was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who had it. In Daniel um, uh, 9 and 10, it speaks of uh, when Daniel prayed, uh, he was hindered in order to receive what he had prayed for. Uh, in, in the first occasion, it actually took, um, I think, 21 days, if I'm correct, uh, before he had uh, his answer that he had prayed for. But in the second instance, it was um, it was quicker uh, because there was a demonic influence that was the Prince of Persia who was hindering his prayers. So people these days uh, will take that and say, um, "Oh, we need to pray and make a hole, you know, in, in the space so that our prayers can go through to heaven." But the reality now is. God has done all of all of that for you. In fact, He has done better. He's now come to live inside of you. He's now come to live inside of you. The Holy Spirit even says that your body is now His temple. And in the, in the Bible tells us in John, that uh, Jesus said that I and the Father will come and abide in you forever. You cannot escape even um, you cannot escape God because He's now in you, 24/7. 24-7 is inside of you. That's why uh, we no longer have to, to go out to look in some hole. We just bow down, you know, because God is in here. We shall now bow down and say, God, God, I need this or, or I want this. Because God is now inside of you. And He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He's with you 24-7. Like I said before, that the That was Old Testament. So we come to the New Testament with Christ. Um, When Christ on the cross... Before he went on the cross, Adam and Eve fell and lost all that God had given them. And when Christ came, he defeated the devil. He defeated all powers and principalities. The Bible uh, speaks of that he went... Uh, into the lower parts of the earth. And he, he made the captives captive. And he come out victorious. And uh, he made a public spectacle of the enemy. In other words, he defeated the devil completely. And he got back all that was for us. So it is now back with us like the original form. What God had designed from the very beginning. That he had created everything and rested. And all now you have to do is use your faith to receive all that you have. So Christ has now brought it all back to us. And um, if we look at uh, the book of Ephesians, it paints that picture which I'm talking about that what God did at the very beginning, at the beginning of time, that He founded everything and He reserved it for you, uh, and you now have to rest. You have to labor to rest to receive what He has already done. Um, The book of Ephesians is written from this perspective. It's written from that um, paradigm, that way of thinking that Father is saying to us, Father, let them see, let let my children see what has already been done for them. That's already been done. That um, we are not fighting for a victory. Whatever you are going through now, you are not fighting, fighting, and fighting. You are already fighting from a victory. You are already fighting from a victory. Because the battle has already been won on the cross by Christ. It's already won it for you. Whatever it is that you are seeking is already won it for you. You actually have already got it. If you are born again, if you have Christ living in you, he has brought all of that into you. So you are not going outwards to go and look for what is it um, that I need to fight for. You already have that victory. So it's now a matter of beginning to rest, to labor to rest and find exactly what he has already done in me. So we're just going to look at a, a few verses in Ephesians um, uh, just to go through them and see what it is that um, He has already done for us. Quite a few verses speak about this faith I spoke about. We go um, uh Philemon uh, chapter 1 verse number 6. say says that the, the sharing of your faith may become effective by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ. That means that you need to know what is in you. You need to know what the new man possesses. You need to know what Christ has already put in, inside of you. That you do not need, therefore, to go out and, and struggle to find and strive for it and, uh, and work for it hard. You now need to know what it is that is already done. And by acknowledging, by knowing that what is already done for you, it becomes easier it becomes this because you're not you're not starting from scratch. Where um, you're trying to get you're trying to get something from over there that is already inside of you. You're not having to to go out there. It's already inside of you. So if you know that it's inside of me somewhere, whatever it is, whether it's, it's your it's finances, whether it is health, whether it's a relationship, something you are seeking inside, whether it's business, whatever it is. Is already inside of you. Because God has already finished it. It's inside of you. So once you know that I don't have to go very far to find this. I know that it's in there somewhere. The job becomes easier. You can now begin to rest. But the rest is laboring to stay and not to panic. Because of unbelief. Because of uh, fear. Because of things... That, keep, cry, that I keep screaming at you, that uh, no, it's not done, no, it's not possible, uh, there's no way. I, I, I look in my bank statement, oh, there's, there's no way, you know, how, how are you saying that God has already done this? When my bank statement is in the red, or oh, right now I have someone who is on a sickbed, and how are you saying that God has already done it? So you want to run, you want to run and do this, you want to run and do that, you want to make a a prayer chain uh, so that we get everyone about just to get that person uh, healed. But once you know that that raising from the dead power is already inside of you, it's already inside of you, that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now actually resides inside of you. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Thank you, Jesus. So we don't want to walk by sight. We don't want to walk and uh, be convinced by what we are seeing, by what we see in the natural, what we see in the physical, that there is another uh, realm, a spiritual realm, uh, the unseen realm. It's real. It is actually real. And um, we want to walk by faith. We want to walk by believing that these things are in there somewhere. They're in there somewhere. I can get a solution because they're already inside of me. It says in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, As this divine power has... Given to us all, all things, that is all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. That through this, through that faith, we become partakers of that divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world through lust, through feelings, through what you see, what, what, what you see by your eyes and not see by faith. Just look at the book of Ephesians. Uh, we'll jump on straight to uh, verse 3. Um, Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'll join with the next one. Just as He chose us, so He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. So the Father has, through Christ, this is through Christ, He has blessed us. So He has blessed you with whatever blessing that you need. Because it all starts in the spiritual realm. It all starts in the spiritual realm. So every spiritual blessing that you are seeking for right now, whether it is finances, whether it is healing, whether it is um, a job, whether it is a relationship, uh, whether it is to do with your children, whatever it is whether it is to do with your calling, what God has called you to, all oh, that Lord has already blessed you. He's already blessed you through Christ who now lives in you. You have all these blessings. And not it says has, rather than is going to. It's not he's going to bless you. He has already blessed you. So tell me back I am blessed. And you are Blessed. You are really, really blessed. blessed. (laughs) And I am really blessed. (laughs) blessed. Amen. (laughs) And before all creation, before all creation, He chose you. He has chosen you. Told a neighbor, He chose you. he chose you from before the foundation of the earth he has chosen you that what? that you should be holy that you should be blameless before him so what does that mean you are holy tell your neighbor you are holy <laughs> say it with confidence you are holy and I'm holy, and I am holy. <laughs> before him I am blameless. he says that he has predestined us as adoption as sons uh, by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will so He's I adopted you now you now have the image of his son you have the image of Of Christ. Uh, I'll join out with the next one. To the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the beloved. You are now accepted. You are now accepted by God. You are saying, even me, with what I did last night, what I did yesterday, what I did this afternoon, you know, yes, you are still, you are accepted. You are accepted in the beloved. That word, uh, accepted, um, is used a Greek, in the Greek word, the, in Luke, where it says um, to Mary that you are highly favored. That's the same word, accepted. So that means you are highly favored. You are highly favored by him. So there is no condemnation on you. Um, God is actually excited about you. He's excited about who you are. And, uh, and how he created you and the plans that he had for you. is really excited. Um, I believe that he, he, he carries a picture of you in his wallet, if he has a wallet. He, he carries a picture of you in his wallet. Said, my son, my daughter, every day. That's how much he really loves you. He really cares for you. Um, uh, when he looks at you, he sees you as his son, Jesus. That's how the Father looks at you. I know someone asking, oh, I'm, I look in the mirror, how can God love this? You know, uh, how can God look, love this one? I um, ah, look at my face, look at my hair, how can God love this one? <laughs> there are certain things you don't like about yourself. But, the reason why, is God looks at you in the Spirit. What looks at you, or not you, in the spirit. Um, there's a great teaching if you come to join evening school uh, with Mark. I'm not plugging. Evening school with Mark uh, on, on uh, uh, spirit, body, and soul. And there, there was a teaching, if you follow the podcast as well, um, by Kim, uh, Kim Carter, a few weeks back, if you check in the podcast about spirit, body, and soul. Um, so it is in your spirit where all of these things that I've been talking about, where God says he loves you. God looks at you and says, you are my beloved, you are my chosen one, you are special. Um, you are uh, holy, you are righteous before him. Uh, you know, in spite of how you think you are walking in the natural and the physical, God is a spirit, Ephesians 4.24. Uh, and he looks at you in the spirit. He looks at you in the spirit. That's why he's able to do that. And um, we know that Christ on the cross, when he died for us, he cleared all of our sins. All of our sins. That is present, that is past, and future. So I say, how can God forgive my future sins when I haven't sinned yet? So you better hope that he does, because because he came two thousand years ago. He finished it two thousand years ago before you were even born. So he's wiped away all your sins, past, present, and future. Um Second Corinthians five seven that you are now a whole new creation. That is a whole new species of being that never existed. That never existed before. And all things have now become new. The old things have passed away. They are gone, dead, passed away. You are now a whole new creature. And that's the way now God sees you in your new man, your spirit man. Your spirit man, right now, as it is, if you have accepted Christ and been born again, it is as pure, as holy, as righteous uh, as Christ is. Just as Christ is. It's not going to be improved. You know, when you go to heaven, that the, the spirit that I have is now going to be improved or made better or made more holy. It's as holy, as righteous as it will ever be throughout all eternity. That's why God loves you so much. Because he sees you as his son. And you are now sealed with the holy spirit of seal as a guarantee of um of your future because you are going to get a, a new body uh this body will be done away the physical body uh will get a, a glorious body and you, you have a, a a new mind uh a spiritual mind that will know all things and i'll speak a, a, a bit about that but you already you already right now have uh, the mind of Christ You now have the mind of Christ Even right now That means that uh, You know all things That Christ already knows But they are in your spirit For you might say how, how can you say that I know all things right now Um this morning, I, I was looking for my glasses and they were on top of my head and I couldn't find them. But but And I you're saying, I've got the mind of Christ. Yes, you do, but it's in your spirit, man. It's The whole point is how to then find um, what is in the spirit and to release it to your mind, to release it to your physical body. So you can get health, you can get the healing, you can get the prosperity that God has already uh, re- put inside of you. And as I've said, Already, that you now have that raising from the dead power, it's already inside of inside of you. That there is nothing right now that you cannot do. The same, the, the Bible speaks of that you have the same faith as Peter. Peter walked uh, uh, and his shadow healed the sick. You can do the same thing. Now you can do the same thing. Uh, once you know, once you renew your mind and begin to have these. Uh, Not just stored in your spirit, man, but beginning to work through your body. Begin to work by renewing your mind. So the battle right now um, is to renew your mind. And it says in uh, Romans 12, uh, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So the question is, how do I get what is all this stuff that is in my spirit and release it into um, my body? Uh, That's why speaking in tongues is it says uh, in first corinthians 14 uh 2 he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to god for no one actually understands him but however in the spirit you are you are speaking mysteries of god um and in investigating says that when you you pray you can actually pray that you, can, you may interpret these tongues. so um if you need wisdom you are needing direction for something and you don't know the, the answer. Um, when you begin to pray, Father, I'm going to... I believe that I have the mind of Christ. And I believe that I know all things. The Bible tells us, um, also in First John 4, How you know all things. And therefore, I'm looking for a solution to whatever the problem is. And I believe that when I pray in tongues, I, I will get this, the solution to this problem. And uh, I'll get a solution and i begin to pray. And as you begin to pray, that I believe that I will interpret as well. And i get a solution. As you begin to pray in tongues, uh, you will begin to get solutions. Uh, it's the same way that Paul, uh, who wrote half of the New Testament, uh, went into the desert for three and a half years and he was praying in tongues. He speaks uh, later on that, I speak in tongues more than all of you. More than all the Christians were at that time. That he spoke in time, in tongues all the time. So that gives you revelation knowledge. The Lord reveals mysteries. It gives you solutions to problems. Um, and you, you will begin to have uh, results that you never even thought of. If you are trying to find a business, you pray in tongues, the Lord will give you a, a solution, a business, an idea. Sometimes even things that you already have. That you already have and you don't know that you need to... To use these things to become fruitful and produce something. So it's very, very important um, that you be able to, to speak in tongues. The supernatural language of holy angels. However, in order for you to speak in tongues, uh, you need to be um, born again. Because Jesus is the one that baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. For you to be able to speak in tongues, you need the Holy Spirit. And um, if there's any of you who would like um, to receive Christ, we have not received Christ, so you can be empowered, you can have all these things that I spoke about, that you already have, that people who are born again already have inside of them. Um, if you would like to come up afterwards, um to the right side, then we can pray, pray for you to receive Christ, the baptizer, uh, that you can receive the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, those who already have um, the Holy Spirit inside of you, um, you now need just empower yourself. You now know that you already have all of these things that Christ has already deposited inside of you. Even though they are spiritual, you can begin to get them to come into your body. Whether it's healing, whether it's finances, relationship, whatever it is. That is now the new you. That you are a powerful, powerful person. You are loved by God. You are chosen by Him. Um, he's well pleased. I mean, he's well pleased before you even did anything. How amazing is that? He's well pleased with you, you know. He has chosen you from well before the creation of the world. And the, and the, and the, um, the calling that he has for each and every one of you, that's a part of Christ's own calling upon you. And I, I just believe um, that we will partake of this uh, and begin to empower ourselves, not limit what God wants to do in each and every one of you. Thank you. God bless you. Amen.